Welcome to Life Mastery Decoded. I'm your host, Jen Mack, Lady of the Mind. I have been studying mind mastery and emotional management and its connection to spirituality for over 25 years. In this podcast, I help guide you out of your daily struggles in life, in the areas of health, wealth, relationships, and spirituality. Life is hard, but your daily growth doesn't have to be. Join me three times a week as I lead you inward on a healing, creating, and connecting journey. Let's go get the nugget of inspiration. Hey ladies, it's Jen Mack, Lady of the Mind. Welcome to today's episode where I hope I am finding you doing the right thing at the right time. If you're not doing the right thing at the right time, then it is my intention that in today's episode, I give you just one nugget of inspiration towards your transformation. Today, we're going to talk about when to meditate and when not to. So it was brought to my attention in uh, my group coaching uh, program yesterday. We had a call and uh, one of the clients there said to me, listen, we have been given a lot of tools and they're all useful and they're all amazing and they're all powerful. However, I don't always know when to use that tool. I'm like, oh, you know what? That's a really good idea. So in the next program that I start, which is coming up here in February, and we're in 2023 right now, is to give kind of a map of when do I use certain tools? And I've given lots of tools. Even in my podcast, I give you lots of of nuggets, right? That's my that's my purpose is to give you a nugget to help transform your life because that's all it takes. One nugget, one perspective shift, one little piece of knowledge to shift your life. I am not about just knowledge, I'm about transformation and simple yet powerful techniques. I don't do anything that is, you know, I don't do a tool. If I'm not going to do it, if I don't get a result in like 24 hours, whether it's literally just I feel better, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> I want you to know that in the 25, 25 years that I've been working on this and, and studying this particular craft and honing my skill, that I do not take this lightly. So if it works for me, you get to hear about it. So we're talking about intentions, affirmations, of course, affirmations used correctly. And if you don't know what that means, go back a couple of episodes where I say, this is why affirmations don't work. Listen to that podcast. Because just saying the word over and over again is not going to change anything. But I give uh, very clear directions on how to effectively use affirmations. But anyway, I talk a lot about manifesting, healing, energy work, releasing pain. It just goes on and on because I want you to have a beautiful life. I want you to step into your empowerment and be bold in your energy work, working with the chakras, working with pain, releasing pain, bringing in new empowering emotions. This is the stuff. This is the stuff, you know. Okay. So when we are working through issues, emotional issues, we are doomed to the planet of the five senses. So we are on this earth dealing with and working with this physical existence. Now, that is not all there is. There is a whole nother realm. And I'll give you I'll give you a really fun word just because we watch Marvel, but it's like this quantum universe. And I'm not kidding. Now, if you're not a Marvel fan, that's quite all right. But it is like this other energy universe that we are aware of that exists. I would say most people are aware. You might not be aware of, but I hope you are. Continuing to go inward in the introspection, the power of introspection, those are really powerful episodes because it really starts to open your mind to the possibility of healing, the possibility of growing, learning, transforming your inner life so you feel better moving your energy to the upper chakras so your life is amazing, healing your body, 
and then your life starts transforming. Your relationships get deeper, your body starts healing, you start attracting things to your life that just are in alignment with the things that you want, the new house, the new car, the new job, the relationship, the the money, everything that it is you want. We can't do that if we're in those low vibrational states like stress, anger, depression, anxiety, grief, sadness, right? You can't do it from there. So in this episode, I'm going to give you a couple of tools. Now, I'm not going to go specific into the tools, but I am going to give you a couple of the powerful tools and techniques to help get you started so you know when to use the tool at the right time. Because if you're listening to a lot of these episodes, there are going to be some tools that you really, really like. There's some that don't resonate with you. And that's all okay because my experience is different than yours, right? My experience on this planet is very different than yours. I grew up in this environment with this brother and this mom and this dad, and you grew up in that environment with that those siblings or no siblings and those parents, or you live with your grandparents, or you know I had this trauma, you had that trauma. I mean, it's just different. And my learning experience and my perspective and my beliefs are probably different than yours too. So it's okay if there's certain tools that you like or don't like, but here's my here's my overall. Now, let's start with really heavy, fast-moving emotions. Heavy, fast-moving emotions like anger, anxiety, overwhelm, chaos, those are all very, they're heavy emotions because they're lower in the chakras. They're survival. Those are your survival emotions. They're lower in the chakras, but they're fast-moving. Anxiety usually doesn't make you want to go take a nap. Neither does anger. So I had a client one time and she was fighting with her family and very, very angry. And she was just like, "Um, I don't know what to do right now. I'm really pissed off. I'm really angry. And then we are starting to talk about meditation as prior to this anger. And she says, I tried to meditate and I can't. Okay. She's right. Because when you're in a high vibrational, no, when you're in a low vibrational state, but a high energy emotion like anger, it's a low vibrational state, but it's a high frequency energy. It's, I'm sorry, it's a high energy moving, right? Anger doesn't want to sit still and have a conversation. Anger wants to move. So think of your emotions as energy in motion. It wants to move. So if you picture those high energy emotions like anger, we'll use anger as an example. Your body wants to move. It wants to throw things. It wants to flip the table. It wants to punch someone. It wants to throw the car. It wants to move. Okay. So listen to your body. So sitting and meditating is going to go against what the body wants to do. So in order to ride the wave, here's my suggestion. You are in the middle of a big fight, you know, some sort of a storm, right, with whoever, is excuse yourself from the argument, from the fight. Now, it's in that millisecond of a decision that is going to transform your life. Because what we want to do is we want to stay in the fight and prove that we're right. We want to stay in the fight and we want to have them shift their perspective. Because I'm right. I want to argue my point. What that really does is it damages the relationship. It brings stress to the body and it creates pressure. So when it damages the relationship, brings stress to the body and creates pressure, who is that really hurting? You. And let's not do that. Let's transform you into someone who doesn't get there or knows what to do when they do get there. So here's what you do. You're in the middle of a fight, an argument, doesn't matter who it is. If you can get away from them, I suggest you get away from them. Okay. So 
we've done this before when there's been some fighting going on or I'm arguing with the kids in the car or whatever. I'm like, you know, the next rest stop, we get out and I start, I'm just like, you guys go over there and go to the bathroom or go get something out of the vending machine. I'm going to go for a quick walk because I'm about to say something that I'm going to regret, right? So take that. I'm about to say something. I'm going to do something if I don't get away, if I don't get out of here. And that is your very biggest clue. Listen to that intuitively. Your body is telling you what you actually should do. There is a manual. We just need to pay attention to it. The manual is inside. We just need to open it and look at it. You know, it's not just the empty boxes of you who came out and built your life and the and the manual is tucked away in the boxes and you just you didn't get you know you know you you get a um like an entertainment center and you get a big giant box and it's all these pieces and plastic and cardboard and stuffing and all this stuff and you pull all these pieces out. Well, somewhere inside that box is a manual. And I'm telling you right now. That manual is tucked deep inside of you. So we have to listen. So when we're really angry, say, you know what? I think I'm going to say something or do something I'm going to regret. I need a few minutes. That's it. You excuse yourself. Then you go into what I call your workshop. Take your journal in there with you. And what you're going to do is you're going to go into the body where this emotion is stored. Anger shows up in a very specific place in the body. You're going to go there. So you go into, let's say, the bedroom, your meditative space, it doesn't matter, the closet, the bathroom, wherever you're going, it's a private space, and you're going to go into the body, and you're going to rethink the scene, you're going to take the anger in there with you, and you're going to bring your awareness inside the body and say, this is where anger is showing up, and then you're going to start moving that body part. If it's in your shoulders, you're going to start rolling your shoulders, rotating your neck and your head side to side, left to right, up and down, and you're going to rotate your shoulders and you're going to start to physically move your body to get that energy moving. Now, how long do you think it would take you to feel better when you were to go in and start moving your body like that? A couple minutes? That's it. Now, after that couple of minutes, you're going to get all the way to the bottom of that and you're going to go, this is the belief I had. I always need to be right. Let's say that's the belief. I'm arguing my point and I always need to be right. And now you're going to ask yourself, if I wasn't, if I didn't have that need to be right, I would what? And you fill in the blank. Now in your journal, you're going to write that belief. At the top of the page, you're going to write, this is why I'm angry. This is a situation. This is what I did. This is the topic. And you're going to write a column, left and right column. And on the top of the left column, you're going to write LB for limiting belief. And the top of the right column, you're going to write NB for new belief. You're going to write your belief in the left column. I believe I always have to be right. And on the right side, you're going to write your new belief. And then you're going to stand up and you're going to say your limiting belief out loud. When you say your limiting belief out loud, you're going to feel where that is stored in the body. And it may be a different place. It probably is a different place than anger because the anger is a, is a result of the belief. But the belief might be stored in the solar plexus where your action is, where your power is. I'm not going to give away my power, so I'm always going to be right. Because if I'm, if I'm wrong, that means I'm giving away my power. Okay, then you go into there and you you stand up and you say your belief, you find out where it's at, where it is in the body and you turn 180 degrees around. So you turn your back on the belief. 
Okay, so you're standing up and you're facing that painting or that air dryer if you're in the bathroom or that clothes rack if you're in the closet. Okay, you say your belief, then you turn your back on that item, on that thing, on that belief, and you face the other way. And now you're looking at something else and you say your new belief. Now, what are we actually doing? You're moving the energy, but in your intention, you are setting new beliefs. You are opening your perspective. You're opening your mind. You are being curious about what is on the other side of how I am acting and behaving. What is on the other side of this behavior? And if this isn't permanent, Jen says that this, is, this could be a temporary thing and I could actually feel better and have better relationships and more money and a better job and a better life. Are you joking? Well, I'm going to do that then. Because in the doing of that, I start to feel better. And who's in charge of you feeling better? You. Who's now in the new year going to start taking responsibility for these things in their lives? You. So in the doing of this, you are releasing that limiting belief and empowering yourself with a new belief. When you have done this back and forth a couple of times, say the new belief, flip over, say the old belief, go back and forth until the new belief feels true. Now what? And in that moment, you, my friend, are a new person. Now you can come back out You can engage with that person, and that belief is gone. You are transformed in that moment. My whole job on this planet is to empower people, is to give them, to give you tools that you can use in your own space. Because here's what happened. When When I was growing up, we didn't have any money. We lived on food stamps. And my mom got a lot of free stuff from different communities, from the church and these different groups that were that were in um, in the city that we grew up in. And for a very short period of time, my brother and I were both in foster care because my mom was going through a really, really tough time. We were very, very little, though I do remember a couple of different incidences during this time period. And I think it was only for a few months, like it was like four to six months or something. And it was by my mom's own decision that says, listen, you got to take these kids out of here because I'm going to kill them. And then I'm going to kill myself. And so, of course, we were taken from the house. And then during that time, my mom was not allowed to see us, except I think one time in these two different situations, she was allowed to visit. But it it caused a lot of trouble as my brother and I were very small and it caused a lot of trouble. And it was hard to kind of get us kids back to a little bit of calm and normalcy. Right. So her coming to visit us was was causing trouble or like, you know, confusion to us and um disruptive. So anyway. So there were organizations that she was a part of that she needed her own community. She moved away from her family when she gets, she got pregnant with me. I was born about 16, 16, well, it was probably less than that, but less than a year old. They moved away from my mom and dad's family lived near Detroit. That's where they both grew up. They went to school together and that's where they met. They got married, whatever, had kids. And now they moved to, you know, four hours away. And back then, I mean, we're talking the early seventies back then She's not a part of any community and her family's gone. So now she's here with these two little kids and then I'm 16 months old. My brother is whatever, 16 months older than that. So he's almost three. And then my parents divorce. Now she's a single mom in a strange town raising two babies. Well, it's really tough, right? 
So she, during that six month period when my brother and I were gone, we were in foster care and she was by herself. She's like, I'm in a really hard place and has no support, no community. So she becomes part of this community through this foster care program. And I'd like to tell you the name of it, but right off the top of my head, I can't remember what it's called. But it was basically these women coming together that were teaching different tools and techniques, different life skills. So taught my mom how to balance a checkbook and how to clean a house and how to make things and create things and do certain things as a mother raising kids. So she learned how to, well, she learned how to build furniture. She learned how to crochet or knit or one of those two things. She could make blankets and she could make things. And that gave her purpose and it gave her confidence. When we have tools that are at our fingertips, that gives us purpose and confidence. Otherwise, we feel like we're a victim to our lives, our victim, we're a victim to our circumstance, to our whoever we grew up, whatever situation we grew up. And I want to load you not only with certain tools, but in a way to empower you to be the best version of you that you can be. And I didn't grow up with all this money, right? And I didn't know energy work. I had no idea about meditation or chakras or anything. And I just grew up and went to school, had no money, still had no money. And then when I started getting into personal development, and that was through a really terrible relationship that I had that kind of drove me over to the dark section of the bookstore where nobody went because it's a self-help section, right? And you were crazy, or you were homeless and you were hanging out over there because it was the darkest corner of the bookstore. But that's where I started my journey. And it was in that dark corner of the bookstore that I started realizing there are authors who have gone through my problem, who are loading me up with tools, and I am buying books like a nut job. So I am trying to figure out how to save money, how to make money, how to do things so I can buy these books so I can better myself because I wanted to be confident because at that point, I wasn't. So Without having any money, now here's these courses that are coming along. I'm like, okay, I'm going to start a business. Well, I need to learn marketing. Okay, I'm going to follow this marketer. How much is his course? Oh, man, it's 300 bucks. I can't do that. I can't afford that. What am I going to do now? And I just go find somebody else. And I was looking for somebody who was giving away transformational stuff. Somewhere in your book, in your course, in your podcast, in your videos, somewhere that you're giving me these tools so I can grow and change and I can transform. And I did. However, it took me 25 years to get here. It took me 25 years of literally, you guys, endless studying and research. And you can ask Amy, who's my current partner of 12 years or my previous partner of 10 years, that that is what she did all the time. She had a book in her face. She was on a course. She was reading a thing. She was studying a thing. She was a part of something, going to live events, going to retreats, going, right? So I did all the work for you. And I am giving you these tools because I want you to transform your life. You and I may never meet in person. You may never utter a word to me. But I want you to know that from my living room to your living room, I got your back. I got your back. I've got your back. I've got your hand. I'm walking right alongside you in this journey. And I want you to know you can count on me. I am giving you my very best. And I have your transformation in, in, in my heart because 
it is important to me that I work with this type of energy to give you the best version of myself because I'm going to leave my footprint on this planet and it is going to be transforming the lives of women who think that they are victims of their circumstance because I was. I believed that for a very, very long time. Okay, let's get back to the teaching. So we talked about that high energy moving. The very first thing you're going to do is you're going to get into that. You're going to move that energy out first, and then you can come down into that quiet space. Okay, so the energy is really high. So take a Coke bottle, a 20-ounce Coke bottle. Shake it up. Don't really go do this, but shake it up. You can visualize this. And what you're doing is you're creating this movement, like that high energy, creating that movement with those molecules. Then if you were to squeeze the bottle, what does it feel like when you've shaken it up? What does it feel like? There's pressure built inside there. What do you think that's like in your body? You've shaken it up. You have, you're you're going to feel the pressure from that, right? You can feel the pressure. That bottle doesn't move now. There's no give. So what do you have to do? You have to let the pressure out. And how do you do that? You take the lid off. Now, would you rather take the lid off in the privacy of your own room, in your own workshop, or would you rather do it in front of and spraying your crap all over your family? <laughs> We've all done both, and sometimes it does feel better to spray it all over the family, but does it change anything? No, it doesn't. And we've known that because we've done it several times, right? So in the knowing that that's not going to change, it is up to us to change because then the outside will change. Now, so that's what you're going to do. If that, if it's a high energy emotion, you're going to release the energy first. Don't bottle it. Don't stop it. Don't, don't keep the pressure inward. Let it out. Go work out. Go for a run. Go for a walk. Move your body. Do whatever you have to do to get that energy out. Then you move back to this low low energy state. Now, again, the energy that I'm talking about is like the vibrational frequency, the movement of that energy. I know I'm using like almost opposite words where I'm talking about like high energy, but then high vibration. So high energy is anger. That's just lots of, lots of emotion, lots of energy that wants to move. But then a high vibration is a different frequency. So I know that that's a little bit confusing, but hopefully this is, is clear. So Let's try, let's try now to take depression. Depression, you're going to do the opposite because in a depressed state, it's a low frequency vibration. It's a low moving vibration. It's a slow moving vibration and it's very heavy. So this will be hard work, but once you start doing it and you start realizing you're in control of your emotional state, you're going to do it more often. And here's what you do. So you're feeling depressed, you're feeling sad, you're feeling grief. You recognize, okay, what energy state is this? This is, you can name it, this is grief. I just lost my something, something, someone passed away. And this is the, this is the energy of it. It's constrictive, meaning that I just want to crawl into a ball, throw the, the covers over my head and never see another day. And I would be okay. If I died right now, I would be fine. Okay, that is that constrictive, heavy, low vibrational frequency. What are you going to do? You're going to get that energy moving. You are like sludge. That energy is very, very dense. It's very slow moving. And you need to clean it up. You're not going to want to do this. But I'm telling you, you're going to get up. You're going to throw back the curtains. You're going to let the light in. And you're going to go outside. And you're going to go, oh, Jen, you don't understand. I've had depression for 22 years, and it has never gotten better. And I'll say, when was the last time you moved when you were feeling depressed? Oh, Jen, 
I don't move when I'm feeling depressed. Depression grips me. And I go, how long have you been feeling that? You say 22 years. And I said, you're allowing it to grip you. Are you even open to the idea of releasing it? Oh, yeah, I've seen lots of counselors and therapists and had different medication. I just need to change my medication again. I said, has that worked for you in the past? Hell, yeah, maybe once or twice it's worked. Are you ready to release it, release it? Are you ready to step into the sunshine? Are you ready to climb the peak of the mountain? Are you ready to transform your life? And if I get anything less than an oh, hell, yes, you're not ready. Because if you're not ready, then I can't show up to teach you anything. If you're not ready, then you're not a student. If your glass is already full, I can't put anything else in it. You have to make the decision. And you go, you know what? You just have to believe two things. You have to believe that there's a possibility. And you have to believe that you can do it. You have to believe that it's possible. And you have to believe that it's possible for you. If those two things come to fruition, if those two things come into your life, you will be able to overcome it. Isn't that exciting? (laughs) You'll be able to overcome this depression that you've had for 22 years, the grief that you've had for nine years, the loneliness, the sadness. You can overcome that. Now, how do you do that? You get your butt moving. Now, are you dragging your butt out of bed at 5.30 in the morning and go to the gym? No, it doesn't have to be that. You are going to create a something, a routine of some kind that when you are feeling depressed, you're going to go do this beautiful thing. You're going to go back in your backyard and walk through your garden. You're going to get in your car and you're going to drive across the street or down the road to the park and you're going to go for a walk. You're going to go out into your garden and, and, and replant some flowers. You're going to go climb a tree. You're going to go fly a kite. You're going to go to the beach. And you're going to keep going with the intention that every breath you take and every step you make, you are releasing that emotion back to Mother Earth. I give this back to you, Mother Earth. I give this depression back to you. I give this sadness back to you. I give this grief back to you. I release. I remember taking my dog for a walk. This was before I have the the two little nuggets that I have now, but this is when I had Bailey and she was my boxer. And I would take her across the street and there's, I don't know, it's like 20 acres across the street and we would walk and it's real high grass and there's a couple of pretty good sized trees, you know, here and there sporadically around this property. And we used to walk back there and I remember feeling really bad, but I loved having her because it gave me this purpose to get out of the house. And I remember I had closed one of my gyms that I opened and I did not have any idea what I was doing as far as business and managing money. And I mismanaged my money and I ended up not being able to pay rent and was, I um, got myself out of this lease and I moved out of this building. And it was like in January and I was very, very, very depressed about it because I waited forever to get a gym and I finally got one and I really loved it and the location was perfect and I put all this money into some of the renovations and it was so great and then it just flopped. Like I just didn't know what I was doing. And so now I'm depressed and I have Bailey and it's like noon and I'm like hardly wanting to even roll out of bed. It was a very, very dark time for me. And it's like noon and I'm rolling over and there's I see her face and she's just looking at me and she's like, oh mom, please, can we go outside? We haven't been outside in three days. Can we please go outside? And so I'm like, you know what? Let's do it. So I get on my clothes and I brush my teeth and I put on some deodorant and I grab my shoes and and we go outside. And of course, I have to stop saying the O word because my two right now are like, where are we going? Right. So I need to be careful because now they're up and (laughs) touching me. (laughs) Anyway, so we go across the street in this field. 
And I remember saying with every step, I release this. And I just like release, release, release. And I just kept saying it over and over again. And when I came home, I was at 10. I felt amazing. I like took a shower and I like got dressed and I like felt so great. And I went back outside and we went to this and it was just, and the day just kept going and it was amazing. And I want you to do the same thing. And it is in this split second decision to do something different that changes your life forever and ever. So then from there, you can get to a place where you can meditate. From there, you can get to a place that shifts and changes and you can do something different. You can meditate from that space. You might not be able to meditate from depression. You still have to just release the energy, the emotion that's stuck in there. And you can do this by physical movement. Think of yoga. If you love yoga, make that a practice, a daily practice. And it could be as short as eight minutes or as long as, I don't know, two hours or something. Sorry, that was loud. I accidentally hit the table. It was like a gong. But you can do this. And it is in that very split second decision that do I roll over and give up on my life for this moment, for this day, for this afternoon, or do I do something that's going to make me feel better? In this moment, when I'm yelling at my something, my kid, my boss, my coworker, my friend, my mother, my spouse, in this split second, do I keep going knowing that this is not going to change anything? Or do I do something that's going to transform my life? And I hope that you change. I hope that you make the decision to transform your life because it is in the collective amount of those decisions over and over again that create your bold, beautiful life. If you enjoyed this show, please consider making a small donation. This helps me to continue creating powerful episodes for you each week, but also you become a bigger part of changing the world by changing yourself one episode at a time. By investing in my show, you are investing in yourself, your life, and your planet. And by elevating yourself, you are elevating others around you. And I thank you.